Yeah, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. Hello guys, welcome back to my podcast, The Growth School. <laughs> I'm your host, Demi Tope Adenlawa, The Growth Chick. And this is our second episode. The last episode was basically to um, introduce the podcast and myself and what we're going to achieve. Today is going to be an interesting topic, trust me. It's something that I've experienced personally and it's Thing that and, and an issue, excuse me, an issue that bothers me personally, and I've, I've also done my research and spoken to some people, and they've also said the same thing. So today we're going to talk about the staff retention as a small business owner. How do you retain your employees? And I don't know if you've noticed or if you have that have the issue of not retaining your employees as a business owner. If you do, then this podcast is definitely for you. I still have my nine to five, although I run the growth chick as my side also. Yip yip. All of us decide also say holla. And for the most of my career, I've worked with a one-man business. So there might be a board of director, but as an MD that maybe probably started a company and then he has other investors on the board. So most of my career I've done that. I've worked for a one-man business. So I have real time experience and I'm still working for a one-man business. So yes. I think I can call I qualify to talk about this topic. So what I've noticed is I don't know if it is a Nigerian thing, but most startup businesses or SMEs don't retain their staff or don't even know how to retain their staff or have issues retaining their staff. I am not saying the employees don't have their issues, uh, issues like using the startup or using the business as a starting starting point in their career or, or so. To move on to other things or other issues that we'll discuss on another podcast but today let's talk about you the business owners and the issues i think in my own opinion you have with retaining your staff the first one i've noticed is trust issues business owners like us let me put myself because i have a business now like to all our business to our chest when it's time for expansion when the work gets too much and you need to grow you need to bring up, bring people on board to help you grow your business. So no matter how biased you are, you have to allow for trust. So number one thing is trust issues. Nobody, in, as far as you're concerned, can run your business like you. Yes, I understand. But you have to trust yourself enough to employ or to recruit people that you can trust your business with. Unless you give yourself a heart attack and you'll be frustrated. Trust them. You will follow up. You will check on what they are doing. Give that about the promotion period of three months or six months. But the recruitment process already for you to pick that person means you trust that person's skill, actually skill, skill enough to run your business. Stop micromanaging your employees. They are living because you are always on their neck. You want to be in every meal. They have to call you before they make any, any every decision. Then why did you employ them? Why are you paying them? You, you're a business owner, you employ someone for customer service, and you're still the one doing follow-up on all customer complaints. You're still the one doing follow-up on sales. You're still the one taking on order when you have a sales um, associate or something. I don't think it makes sense as far as I'm concerned. You have to allow for trust. Once between twice shy, yes, even me, I have trust issues. But for example, if I have a staff now that I'm meant to do social media posts, 
I trust the person enough to close by nine when, I, when, I, when we agree, agree that is nine. If the person feels I complain the first time, I complain the, sec- I complain the second time, then I can have a little bit of trust issue. I'm ready to the person and discuss it. Communication is key, so please stop having tr- trust issues. Stop micromanaging. Let your employees have the free will and have the charge. And the annoying thing is, most people have told me that when they get into the business and in the first day or second day of resumption, the business owner tells them, take charge, treat this like your business, feel free to make decisions. And then when they finally do, they're having issues. So please, guys, let us work on trust issues. Another thing, reason why you don't retain your um, employees as far as I'm concerned, is because you don't set processes. When you're a one-man do-it-yourself person before you bring anybody on board, you already know your processes work automatically. Yes, it's not written down. It might be written down or might not be written down. But you already know how you want your business to flow, your business processes. From point A to point B, you know how it works. If you're baking cake, you put the... I don't have to bake, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you put the egg first, you put the sugar next. You know how it is. You know when you call your customer, the first thing you say is, good morning, welcome to the Gucci Club, for example. You know your processes. When you're bringing people on board, or before you even bring people on board, you have to write those processes down, have them documented, so that whoever is coming in uses those processes to run your business as if you are the one running your business, so you don't have headache and you don't get frustrated. And well, you don't frustrate your employee to leave anyways. Nobody can run your business like you. Nobody can act like you. Nobody can speak like you. Nobody can talk to your customers like you. But when there are set processes and there are guidelines, you know that you can be rest assured that at least to an extent the person will run will run or treat your customers they run your business or treat your customers the way you would for example let's say customer service if for example the way you've been doing it is that when a customer calls to make a complaint you listen you say thank you we'll call you back when i will resolve the issue just an example then the next thing in the next two days or when the issue is resolved you call back to tell the customer the issue has been resolved and the next week you call for follow-up to ask the customer hope you're not having any problems again with that issue thank you for using the good cheap club um would like to do business with you blah 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 for example those are your process that's how you'll be doing it let be, let it be written down when a customer call this is the next thing you do that's why there's induction see corporate they have inductions how to put you have set process how to put the employee through so you just they just come and run your business in a way that you wouldn't like and then the blah, 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 and you'll be complaining so set processes if deliveries are done three days after order let that three days be three days and you know know that it's in somewhere in the cloud and then you keep to them because if you yourself don't keep to them the order now and you're doing four days you're doing five days then your employees too will be slack and relaxed and okay well, we can do five days MD or the boss is doing it. Your business owner does not even care. The business owner is not following up. If it's the particular way you do your packaging, let them know that packaging after you are done, you put a thank you card inside. Let them know that it's set like that. Without processes, it's like a country without law. Then there's no criminal because there's no set any, any set processes. They just keep yelling and then the employee is wondering, okay, why is this man yelling? Or why is this man yelling? I don't understand. I can't satisfy this person. You always complain because they're not set processes. But when you can call the person and say, we deliver every three days, what happened? Why did you deliver the fourth day? The person will have an issue. In short, before you even complain, the person already knows that they're breaking a process. I will probably call you 
to say, oh, this person, this um, package cannot be delivered at, um, on the third day, what's delivered on the fourth day. Then the process for that probably calls the customer to say, the customer won't get the goods on the third day. So yeah, processes. And also getting feedback. Hey, Ogabos, I understand. It can be annoying when it's the process of getting the staff and then just put for reasons you don't even know. But for yourself and for your business, please get feedback when the person is leaving your your um, business. Even if the person stays for one day, ask, were you not feeling fulfilled? What is the issue? What would I have done better? Is it that you've gotten a better? Ask questions, get feedback. Because no matter how you do it, those feedback are important and it will help you for any other recruitment you want to do. For example, let's say the person, and you will also know whether it's your fault or not really your fault, you understand? There's some people that are just lazy and don't want to work, or the environment is just not the right fit for them. So you know, okay, next time, someone that doesn't have customer experience will not probably enjoy that customer experience role, so you won't employ them. Or you can just see the sense of someone that doesn't want to work or doesn't understand your brand. Do you understand? So feedback is very important. Try to get feedback. Uh, so, what we talked about today, let me just do a recap. Talking about trust, have trust issues. Uh, so don't have trust issues. Don't be biased. Give your employee the room to make mistakes. Then correct them. Next thing is set processes. Another thing is ask for feedback. But to conclude on this episode, please understand that your employees or whoever you bring or interact with your business, aside from your customers, are also stakeholders in your business because they are meant to be your ambassadors. If I work, all the companies I work in, no matter what, I have a part of them in me. And I can tell you, oh, this company is like this. Don't go there. Don't do business with them. I know of people that have worked in companies that they can never, ever recommend their enemy to want that company to work or to do business. Because no matter how you say you hide your business processes or your business secrets and your employees not get to know about it, they know or they'll get to know the longer they stay anyways. So make sure you get feedback, make sure you relax on trust and you also said, please I beg of you, set processes. That is the one that, that is the most important for me. And get feedback so you know and you don't make the same mistakes over and over again. And yes, you're not a corporate and everything, and you probably don't have an HR. But the HR, for example, that has a low retention rate, has an issue, because has a KPI for, I hope I'm right, I think I'm right, <laughs> for human resource personnel. Why you can't retain staff? It's not even good for your business, it's not good for your company. And don't forget, bad news spreads faster. If you are the employer, the business owner that is always shouting at your employee, people will know, people will hear, and you will never get good staff. You will never be able to keep the good ones because they'll be stressed, emotional. I've heard about this thing. There's a particular business I heard about in this Lagos. I know the business personally. I just can't mention. It is heartbreaking. The business owner, yes, understands the business, but cannot retain his staff for more than six months. The person I spoke with has collected in the business for one year and he left and right now is on his own because he said he cannot even work for anybody again based on that experience he had. The, person, the business owner micromanages. The person doesn't get um, feedback, just generally emotionally drains the staff. When you're a business owner and when, when you come into the room, when you come into your office, you don't communicate to your staff. The room just goes, if you're a business owner and the room goes quiet, when they come in, when you come into the room, your staff goes quiet, you don't relate, you had better be scared and be worried because something is going on that you don't know. I'm not saying there won't be this boss complex or whatever. 
but you should be able to get down to their level and not communicate with them. Let's build this trust with them that they can tell you anything and tell you when the business, they'll be the ones to watch your business for you and you're not there because you can't do it alone. You cannot do it alone. You need people to help. Well, if you think you can do it alone, well, congratulations. But you can't grow your business to the, to the extent you want alone. You have to have one or two people. And the more you go, the more people you need. So please invest wisely in human capital. Practice the steps I said. Relax on your trust, um, trust issues, set processes, and get feedback. So that you have longer um, staff uh, employee retention, retention, excuse me, and your business can grow. So you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. How to retain your staff as a business owner and how not to be a scary Godzilla. Let me put it that way. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Don't forget to share this episode um, with friends, with other business owners, and other things, other people that I know will, will enjoy um, this podcast. Until we meet in the next episode, bye bye. I remain the good chick. Then we talk with Adinawa. Bye, guys. Thank you.